Engine ignition, two, one, zero. Zero. Release. And liftoff. As the countdown to Mars continues, the perseverance of humanity launching the next generation of robotic explorers to the Red Planet. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Winward Weekly, where we break down complicated issues and current events to what you really need to know. Today, we spoke with Art Shmielewski about the future on Mars. Before we get into that, let's review this week's headlines. I'm Yali. And I'm Lexi. And this is the Winward Weekly. Let's start off with some global headlines. Alexei Navalny recently ended his hunger strike after meeting with a private doctor as opposed to the ones he was given in prison. But that's for another episode. President Biden also held a climate summit where he announced that the U.S. will be operating on 100% clean energy no later than 2050. How is the international community responding to these projections knowing that there is a potential leadership change every four years? A big issue for the U.S. is regaining credibility in terms of sticking to their climate milestones and goals. The international community is skeptical and looking to the U.S. how some of these goals will become laws in order to be taken more seriously. Rocket debris landed in the Indian Ocean, according to China's space agency. There was little chance that it would cause damage, but scientists were still a little bit worried because it was traveling very fast and was hard to predict where it would land. The escalating tension in Jerusalem has led to deadly attacks from both sides of the conflict, resulting in the worst clash in seven years. Now let's go into governmental headlines. The U.S. Census has finally concluded giving its new report for how many seats each state gets in the House of Representatives based on the population. How many seats in the House of Congress is decided by population? Some states that have lost representatives are California, we now have 52, not 53, New York, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Some states have risen in population and have gained more representatives, like Texas, which gained two seats, Florida, Colorado, North Carolina, Oregon, and Montana, which each gained one. The states who gained more seats will now have more influence on national politics and decisions. Texas will now have a greater say since they have two more seats. Biden's 100-day speech in office was given. He said that there would be a $1.9 trillion relief package to help families recovering from the virus. And the overall theme of the speech was trying to reestablish trust in the government. Now let's get into some economic headlines. The stock market continues to break records with tech companies reporting higher earnings. The economic recovery from the pandemic is seen to be much stronger and quicker than originally predicted. Cryptocurrency continues to gain popularity, but it is still being very volatile. While the supply for many goods is still catching up after the pandemic, demand is driving inflation across America with goods such as building materials. Now, Lexi, can you fill us in on some COVID updates? The COVID outbreak in India continues to be dire. There's an oxygen shortage, and they're trying to use non-medical grade oxygen for people. And they're having to transform some parking lots or facilities into crematoriums. And the government is under scrutiny for its handling on the pandemic because of its lax restrictions prior to the most recent outbreak. Now let's get into the topic of the week. This week, we're talking all about Mars and space exploration. Over the past couple of months, a lot of progress has been made in terms of space exploration. 
First of all, there was a recent NASA mission called Perseverance, where a rover was able to take the first color video with audio on Mars, and a helicopter named Ingenuity was able to take its first flight on another planet. Ingenuity has recently made four more flights and is looking for ancient life on Mars. What's crazy is that it took six months to get to Mars. Imagine if humans had to go on that trip. Yeah, there definitely wouldn't be enough in-flight movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll be talking about today, the progress and future of space exploration. Now let's welcome our guest, Art Shemalowski, the project manager of Formulation for Inner Planets. And let's go ask him what that even means. Hi, Art. Welcome to the podcast. So for all of us who don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? I work for the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. And my name is Art Chamaluski. I've been here at JPL for quite a while. And my job is to plan right now, plan future missions for JPL. Awesome. So our first question is, your official title is being a project manager of formulation for inner planets. Can you explain to us what exactly that means? <laughs> yeah, what it means is that we kind of arbitrarily divided into inner planets and outer planets, inner planets, because it's just so many different uh, missions or proposed and activities, then um, I am looking at Mars, Venus, uh, and uh, Mercury, but also at private missions. Uh, there are some private missions uh, that are now prepared not only by NASA and the European Space Agency, but now private investors uh, build spacecraft and they wanna fly them to different objects. So we saw on the JPL website that you guys have these four goals in exploring Mars. So the first one is examining the history and potential of life, if any. And the second is understanding the climate. Then the third one is studying the geological makeup of the planet. And fourth is the potential for any human presence on Mars. So thinking about these four goals, how much do you guys really know about the red planet? Well, uh, it's, we're learning about Mars every day. So we had several probes, we have several orbiters. We started exploring the surface of Mars in 1976, where Viking landers landed. Maybe somewhat naively, we thought that we we're gonna conduct some experiments and we we're gonna find if Mars had life. It turned out that it's not so simple. And ever since we've been trying to uh, look for life on Mars and how do you do it? Well, we have this uh, slogan that says, follow the water. Because to have life, you have to have the following ingredients, right? Liquid water, energy, and hydrocarbons in complex chains. So you can have, you can start building organisms as well, you can have food. So that's what we were doing with our, then we introduced not only landers, but rovers. We uh, there were some landers such as, as Phoenix that discovered that there is ice underneath the surface of, uh, of Mars. Then we had inside probe and the inside was investigating the core of, of Mars and also uh, trying to understand what are the, the cores of all the rocky planets. The biggest enigma and the question about Mars is why Mars has changed so much. We can see that there were lakes and rivers, an ocean on Mars, and then all of that disappeared. And of course, if you have so much liquid water and, and we're in this so-called habitable zone, we're not that far away from the sun, 
so maybe there was life there. And so now we're with rovers and with the helicopter later, we'll be looking for these signs of ancient life. What are the obstacles to going to Mars? Like, how does NASA work around getting around these obstacles? Yeah, so going to Mars is not that easy, especially if we consider um, landing on Mars, but and then even more with human missions, right? Because if you look at the moon, people think, oh, okay, well, you know, they went to the moon, why don't they go to Mars? Well, what is uh, easy about the moon, in a sense, is first of all, moon is very close, right? You can get to the moon in a day if you try to hard. That means if you go to the moon and you have a toothache, you can come back home and go to a dentist, right? Well, uh, Mars is in a different situation because both Mars and Earth uh, revolve uh, around um, the sun. So, so that means that when you launch a spacecraft to Mars, let's say there's a, there's a, a crew going to a Martian base is going to Mars. So if they are going to Mars and we will launch them when the planets are very close, right? And then they get in six months, six, seven months, they can get to Mars. But then once they land, by the time they land, Earth is almost to the other side, right? So they can't just spend one day on Mars and uh, jump on a rocket and come back to Earth. They have to live on the surface of Mars uh, approximately about a year and wait for the planets to come in such a position that they can launch, go for the six months and come back to Earth. Wow, two years on Mars is crazy. I can see why these missions are so difficult. So now that we've heard some of the challenges, can you tell us some of the most recent milestones that JPL has reached? Yeah, so Perseverance landed on Mars about, um, what, 70-some days ago, 78 days ago, and it uh, deployed a little tiny helicopter. So helicopter has been flying on Mars. So that's really exciting because this is the first time there's anything flying on another planet besides Earth. And there's this huge rover called Perseverance, and it has a lot of experiments on board. And so, and it will be looking for uh, if there's habitats where life could potentially evolve. So that's most recent mission to Mars. Before then, we had a mission called InSight, where we are testing, we're trying to figure out what is inside of Mars, right? We know, you know, a few centimeters of Mars. So that's, uh, these are the most recent missions. Before we had Curiosity, there was another big rover and that rover is still operational and, and is uh, doing its work um, investigating geology and geophysics of Mars. Yeah, all that research sounds super interesting. What is the timeline for humans going to Mars and colonizing Mars and is expanding civilization to Mars the ultimate goal? So let me ask you this, would you be interested in going to Mars? Because first you would have to be in, for six months, you would have to be in a capsule that could be maybe half the size of your room. Would you take Lexi with you? I mean, sure. And are you gonna accept the invitation? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Who else are you gonna take? You have two more friends to take. Maybe a, a trained pilot, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, this is precisely, you just hit the nail on the head. 
you would have to not only think, oh, who is cool? Who do I, who is my good friend, right? But you would have to take people who can help. You need an engineer. You need a programmer. It's six months this way, six months that way, and maybe a year on the surface. So what do you think? Who else? <laughs> I know you're supposed to interview me, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you questions. Who would you want on this trip then? What could possibly happen in two years that you would want somebody with you? Wow. Um, probably our families, but also a chef. Definitely a doctor. <laughs> so now you're adding all of these professions, right? And that's why we think that maybe there would be four people going to Mars. You ask me, when is that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen as soon as we're going to find some money for this. This is a very expensive because four people, they got to have water, they got to have fuel, they got to, you know, stay in a base on Mars, right? They're going to survive on the surface for a year. It's very cold. There's not a whole lot of oxygen. The machines have to produce oxygen for you to breathe. And then you have to fly back. So it's an expensive thing unless somebody would say, hey, I want to be the first person on Mars. I don't care. I'm going, I'm going one way. But NASA will not do this. Maybe some private company will. We'll be into 2030s. You, you guys will be just finishing your PhDs. So maybe you'll volunteer for a mission to Mars. I hope you will. Yeah, maybe. So earlier you mentioned that Mars isn't the only planet that JPL is currently exploring. So what are you most interested and excited about in regards to exploring Venus or some other planets maybe? So we, we do have, uh, you know, we just uh, sent probes to other places too, and we're building probes. For example, right now we're building a probe that will go to the moon of Jupiter called Europa. Europa is very interesting to us. It's a very large moon of Jupiter. But what is interesting about it is that it has ice on the surface. And underneath this ice, it has an ocean. So there's a hidden ocean. So um, we're sending a probe there called the Europa Clipper. And we're planning a, a mission to Venus. We're going to find out if this mission is selected in about a month. We're planning also a mission to the moon of Neptune called Triton. So that's very also interesting because this is so-called also ocean world. You start seeing the theme that we are following the water. Where there is, there is water, we're interested um, because, you know, of life potential, right? Um, we want to go to a tiny little moon of Saturn called Enceladus because it also has water but it also has cracks in the, in the ice and it shoots out geysers with this water. So we don't even have to land. We can sniff it out and see if there's maybe life on Enceladus. Uh, there's a probe being built called Dragonfly and that will be flying to the moon Titan. That's uh, the moon of Saturn. And Titan is very exciting because it's a super bizarre place because it has atmosphere, so it's a moon, but it has atmosphere. Atmosphere is something like twice as thick as our atmosphere. And it has, on the surface, it has lakes, but lakes are liquid methane. And then underneath the surface, it has an ocean hidden from the elements. So, um, so it, has, um, it has all the elements for life. 
so it, we're very excited about the trip to Titan too. Yeah, that seems very exciting. So that was our last question. And thank you so much for coming here to be on our podcast. And until then, hopefully we'll see you on Mars soon. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. We had an excellent interview with Art, and we learned so much about space exploration, not only about Mars, but also about other planets and moons. Stay tuned for next week. This is the Windward Weekly, and we're your hosts, Lexi and Yali. And remember to stay informed.